Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Gay Panic. Welcome. We're really sorry for not bringing out an episode last week. We both were ill, so that's our excuse. Please take it and don't unfollow us on Instagram. In fact, if you don't follow us on Instagram, do follow us on Instagram because for some reason we have more people listening to this than follow us on Instagram. Guys, what are you doing? It's um, at Gay Panic Pod. And if you don't follow us, you're homophobic. Yeah, you're homophobic. So it depends... (laughs) You know, I might report you for a hate crime. Yep, absolutely. You're going straight on our hit list straight if we don't jail. see a follow. And that of you. was not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, as Em said, we were both ill. And so, yeah, we're going to use that as the excuse, but it does mean that our posting schedule is going to be different. So, obviously, we're releasing this today, this Friday. This is a Friday as you guys are listening. Yep. We won't have one next week, but we'll have one the week after and so on and so forth. Did you have a fun time when you were ill, Em? What did you get up to when we were both stuck inside? I cried. <laughs> I cried and cried and cried. No, I was just like on my own and I cried at everything. Pretty much anything that came on. Specifically this programme that I binge watched about a psychic medium, which was so beautiful. He was going around and like reading all these people and it was so accurate. And I just want to like do a reading and meet some lesbian ghosts yeah and we're saying that completely accurately there are no lesbian ghosts that we can think of yeah like, where are they should we petition for gay representation in the ghost world because yes like how can there be so many ghosts but none are gay yeah i'm sorry ghost lesbians please reveal yourselves please a ghost homophobic should we do a seance and figure it out Okay, be right back. We're going to go do a seance. So, speaking of gay ghosts, um, Em drags me to this day in our friendship because when we first met, Em was obsessed with the haunting of Bly Manor. And what did I say when we first met? When I first met Shah, and it was probably literally like the second time, I was like, I love Bly Manor, it's so good. And her and her housemate at the time were like, no, we hate it, don't we? And I was like, hmm. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. And I just don't understand because it's like the fucking lesbian love story. It's like the Romeo and Juliet of gay people. And okay, it's so beautiful. Admitting now, I when I actually finished it, which I told you went back at the time. It's like you took a while to convert me into Taylor Swift. Like I actually misjudged it because I thought it was going to be hot nonsense because it focused so much on that Peter guy and like I didn't care and my flatmate didn't like it. You know when you're watching it with someone else as well and she hated yeah. it. And we both agreed that the, like, Jamie's character, we, like, weren't that keen on at first. She did grow on me, but I thought she just, like, wasn't very accurately portraying a lesbian, whereas Victoria Pedretti smashed it. She played a gay panicking, like, lesbian so accurately. Yeah. I feel like she's me and M, 100%. Like, we are the the Danny, sorry, in that situation. Yeah. So I completely take back what I said. I'm so sorry at Haunting of Fly (laughs) Man. I did you dirty when I first met M. I said it was bad. I didn't like it. I came around. Moving on from that. Um, yeah. If you know any gay ghosts, comment them on our Instagram post. A reminder, at Gay Panic Pod. I repeat, at Gay Panic Pod. Yeah, at Gay Panic Pod. Let them know where we are and that we're looking for them. So, wanted gay ghosts. Sappho, we want you. Come to us in a seance and tell us once and for all. I'm gay. <laughs> there you go. But what if she said she wasn't? We would look really dumb. <laughs> 
our whole community would look really fucking dumb. <laughs> She's like, I literally wasn't a lesbian. Like, why are you like fetishizing my pure love for my friends? <laughs> you absolute creep. You we, you're all weirdos. Bringing us on to M. What have you been gay panicking about this week slash the past two weeks that we have not been able to record? I think my favorite gay moment was imagine me and you like we watched it together i've watched it before so i would like was caught up with all of the you know i knew all of it i was ready to shout you're a wanker number nine you did, you did. and i did shout it rom-coms like as a child i would kind of like but i guess like i wouldn't relate to it as much because of like the heck nonsense so, like, when they would, like, get with, like, their lover and, like, Bridget Jones would get with Mr. Darcy and they'd be kissing, I'd be like, that's good. But, like, when those two get together, I, my heart fell out of the, my chest and rose into the sky and did a spinny little thing and a flower grew out of my heart. All right, Sappho. <laughs> So I really loved when Luce and the kid were sitting on a on a bench and um the kid was like, Do you feel like you're gonna be with one person for the rest with a man for the rest of your life or have you got a boyfriend? She's like, No, I do think I will be with one person for the rest of my life, but that person will be a woman. And she was like, Yeah, I get it. Um I'd like to be with my best friend for the rest of my life too. And she runs off and she goes, doesn't mean you're a lesbian though. Oh my God. <laughs> the kid was homophobic. <laughs> so I got triggered in that I really moment. didn't like that <laughs> Yeah, thank I... you for showing me. I think that's actually my second favourite queer film I've seen like as of late. What's your first, Carol? Yeah, Carol's my favourite. But that one probably ties second with, but I'm a cheerleader. Okay. I think. Because that's just my feel-good one that I've had for years. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But I'm a cheerleader. I kept falling asleep during that. But I didn't fall asleep during the show. And I was thinking about something really funny that I didn't mention before about the show. Um, that was um, when they were, like... You know, at the end where she's, like, doing the cheerleading bit, like, yeah. to Graham. And she's, like... And, um... It's really, like, gay and, like, so cute. And, like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, the lights were on us because she was behind us. And I... No one else is crying, but I had tears <laughs> down my face. Of course you did. That's all. Sarah's cracking up because I was just there with, like, tears. Like, couldn't stop it. But the lights were, like, on us. So oh, I'm, like, my there, God. like, red eyes. Like, Centre stage. Yeah. Anyway, uh, have you gay panicked about anything else this week? I really love the new King Princess song. Are you going to say that? I was going to say that, but we can joint gay panic on that. I okay. showed Em the new For My Friends song by King Princess. And we love it. We love it. It's just so nice to have something about, like, platonic friendships. Like, because we have such a nice group of friends. So it's just, like, lovely to see something about, you know, friendships and, like, how important they are. Like, I watched a TikTok today that was, like... The best thing you can do from someone in their thirties is invest in your friendships. I love that advice. Like, it's literally like the most valuable thing you can do. I think. Yeah, I think so as well. Because like relationships, are romantic, they come and go. Yeah. And friendships come and go as well, 
but like the friends are the ones that are most likely to stick around moving to brighton and hanging out with you guys and people who fully i can be my gayest self around i know that sounds stupid but like that yeah. means a lot to me because i spent so long not being surrounded by queer people and like yeah, having to minimize too. it it just wasn't the same and it's so nice to like not only because we don't have to listen to loads of head nonsense anymore but also like just being able to be my complete self and i was saying to emma i like went to um an event and there were like just all straight girls there and i just felt super uncomfortable and like i couldn't be myself because that the way that straight women interact with each other is very very different from the way that queer women interact with each other it's like we view women in such a just a different way mm -hmm. and we're so like uplifting and positive about it yeah we don't view each other as like competition in the same way and i just feel like there's a lot of like different energies not saying that i don't have amazing straight friends too but it's like just being around a queer energy yeah to the extreme like we are in brighton like means so much and like that song just yeah. made me think of like our queer community that we cultivated here yeah it was mm. so lovely and it's just like so underrepresented like that kind of laugh always about romantic love in songs but yeah like there's never any songs about friendship love anymore yeah. i think that's really good that she did that me too um another thing that um and i discussed earlier is that g flip australian uh musician who is i believe non-binary and definitely queer is potentially rumoured to be dating Chriselle from Selling Sunset. What the fuck? What the hell? And, like, she's a MILF, so I'm like, G-Flip is living my MILF dream yeah. right now. Like, G-Flip, I hate you. I'm I, so jealous. I really like Chriselle, though, as well. Me too. Chriselle's one of the better vibes. Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, there's, like, so this already started, like, a while back at Fletcher's concert when someone did a TikTok about, like, people that were at um, gay things that you see at Fletcher's concert. One of was, like, uh, Lauren Sanderson. Lauren Sanderson, no, yeah. Lauren Sanderson. Um, Fletcher signing people's tits. Like, <laughs> G-Flip, like, all of these, like, queer people around. And then one of them, the last one was, like, randomly Chriselle question mark from selling sunset so everyone was confused seeing that TikTok and it kind of went viral and all of the lesbians were like starting to analyze why Chriselle would have been at a Fletcher concert to begin with yeah but then I think there's a picture of G Flip and Chriselle a very unlikely duo very very I did not expect yeah. that I did not see that coming I will say 2022 20, we did not see that coming but we're here for it she is gay for yeah, if you haven't listened, another thing we've gay panicked about is she says she's only gay for me. Maybe that's about that's what Child. everyone's saying. That's what everyone's saying. So everyone's saying that G Flip and Lauren Sanderson's song they've done together called "Gay for Me" is about Chriselle, which like okay, that could be untrue. But if it is, it I'm so here for true. it. And there's this hilarious TikToker who I really like, and she's called at kales underscore zero she's like this floridian lesbian and she's really funny she's like a lawyer as well and she just cracks me up like her videos are so fucking entertaining and she does like gay analysis videos but she's really self-aware about how weird it is that she invests all this time into like jojo siwa and gayla <laughs> swift and like like all these different people and she's just like whatever it's my hobby like everyone always comments and they're like get a job and she's like i have a job i'm a lawyer but this is my full-time hobby like, and i'm literally like she understands me and em like she gets us <laughs> So Kales, shout out if you ever listen to this, um, she did like a video about 
like the Chrishell stuff and she was like, look, all I'm saying is I think that gay for me is about Chrishell. And I was like, <laughs> yes. And she does like so many good like gayler analyses. How deep have you got into the gayler I've stuff? got, so, yeah, that brings me on to point number two. Em has been saying to me since we became friends that Taylor Swift is queer. So does Sierra, by the way. Shout out to Sierra, another good friend of mine. And she's constantly like, Taylor Swift's queer. Taylor Swift's queer. Obviously Sarah as well. So I'm surrounded by these people being like gayler, gayler, gayler. And I'm like, I never cared about Taylor Swift. I always thought she was like, boring I didn't care but when it became gay and M started showing me gay stuff I was like okay this is getting interesting is it called dress the song called dress yeah that's such a gay it's song. so gay and I got into like the whole timeline of her rumored this is all alleged before we get sued relationship with yeah. like Carly and Diana Agron this Kale's girl like highlighted like certain lyrics from like each of her songs and there was another song called like golden something I don't really know her songs very Gold. well yeah gold rush. gold rush yeah and she like had highlighted bits from the songs and been like this is the exact name on this spread of a magazine yeah. that her and carly did a shoot together for and i'm like okay that's gay and so yeah kaylee really persuaded me on this theory it was like i got deep into her tiktok watching these theories and i'm i'm, I'm sold and well taylor yeah. like always leaves clues and easter eggs everywhere she doesn't do really stuff like there's always tends to be a reason for stuff and like also do you not think like now you understand her actual music, like you understand like how like deep it is. Like yeah, hundred percent. So like powerful. It's like lyrically amazing. That like, Killing Eve, I finally caught up on, and I'm getting fuck off M. That M's red flag for me is that she doesn't like Killing Eve. I used to be on Killing Eve Twitter, guys. I was on Killing Eve Stan Twitter. She's a bit unrelatable. Did she serial killer? She's hot. She's literally so hot. Did she kill her husband? Whose husband? Eve's. Oh, he deserved it. He was boring. He was, he was so he boring. He was very nice. He was so... He was fuck a very Nico. nice man. There's like a joke in the Killing Eve fandom that we all hate. I can't believe I used to be in that fandom. When I was in that fandom on Twitter, everyone hated Nico. And it would be like, as you should. Like, everyone hated Nico so much for no reason. It's just because he was this het man that was really ugly. And Eve clearly wasn't attracted to him and had so much sexual tension with Villanelle. And we were all just like, this man needs to die in the fandom. And then when he finally died, we were all like, yeah! Like, I no. used to stay up to like 3 a.m. to watch the Killing Eve episodes live in America because someone in the fandom would always would have like a little group chat and they would leak the episodes to like our Killing Eve accounts because I had a Killing Eve account, of course. And we would all watch it live. And when Nico died, we were like, yes, finally. We were so happy. And then Eve and Villanelle could be together. You're a psycho. I don't care if I'm a psycho. This is my shit. Killing Eve is my shit. And it's the best. I can't believe you've never been in the fandom. Are you even gay? There's so many people that are like, expose yourself in the fandom you came from. Those are the lesbians. Wait, how do you become in a fandom? You just like get on Twitter and you get really emotionally invested in a certain show or oh. character and then you just make an account Mine's that's Mars basically Singer. that. See? <laughs> so you do have a fandom, the Mars Singer. I literally had an account called Sorry Baby, which anyone who watches Killing Eve will understand the reference, but there's a bit where Villanelle like kills someone that Eve loves and then she sends her a note that's like, Sorry Baby, kiss. Rose and Rosie actually did a really funny video once where they were like, no one cares about the husband, no one ever will. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why Em cares That's all of a sudden. Why do you suddenly care about men? Um, <laughs> anyway, fucking Eve and Villanelle have only kissed once and it was last season, it was on a bus and it was the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen. Have it. they only kissed once? Yeah. I swear I've seen them kiss once. Before. Once. So they're not shagged? Once, no shagging. Are you joking? You think I wouldn't know if they shagged? <laughs> I forced it religiously. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. But basically, there was this really hot scene where the closest they've ever got is basically that this last episode that I binged, like, 
um, Eve was like kind of cleaning Villanelle up after like a kill. And Villanelle's like half naked and Eve's like brushes her hair behind her face and it's like dabbing her and I'm like this is this is hot it's just hot because they're both so hot like Sandra O oh, is a milf like she's yeah. fucking hot and Jodie Comer is so sexy I'm like them together their their chemistry is amazing it's not even the fact she's a serial killer it's just she's so gay like how have you not so got gay energy what Villanelle and Eve yeah they're like kind of they hang out a lot they're just like they're soulmates I'm sorry Eve's pretty unhinged too now so they're kind of just both bad people and okay. it's just hot so they're both these bad people that just like work together and it's like really unhinged but it's really fucking gay anyway like I gave panic so much over killing Eve I'm sorry I try and rein it in anyway I've gone on a tangent but killing Eve Villanelle and Eve nearly had sex and that's really important and um I think that we're gonna get a sex scene before the end of the season because it's the last season and if we don't I'm going to riot um because if they've just queerbated us for like four years I'm going to have a mental breakdown yeah um final thing um i'm gay panicking about is that i'm talking to another america and this will be number six <laughs> this is so concerning <laughs> can't help it i just like met one and then they all came along don't just come along shy search for them. M. how do i s- you do you can't say it's a coincidence so in life oh, i don't think it's a quit i think i just fancy americans maybe when i see their cities from america i'm like hello I think maybe it's a trauma response because my first two girlfriends were American. So I think the first two being American, I dated Brits after that, but I think maybe those first two is what cemented some kind of trauma response. And now I just keep going back, getting fucked again and again. So today we are going to talk about our views on micro labels within the lesbian community. And what we mean by micro labels is mask, femme, power top, top, bottom switch um how do you feel about micro labels that's a big question that i haven't prepared for in any way so um i think like it's so valid anyone who wants to identify with any label whether it be like a micro label in the lesbian community or like any kind of label because that's our own personal identity what i don't like is how it's become a thing where you are labelled without your permission. So that's what I don't love about it. And you're like putting these automatic categories that straight people don't have to face, like that level of labelling all the time. So yeah, I personally don't love when people label me. And also another thing is like, before I had TikTok, I never ever, I never came across tops and bottoms. Like I had slept with a few different women and when that happened it was like very equal I'd say like maybe what sometimes someone's a bit more dominant and like I would say other times I was a bit more dominant so it would like change but it would never be like one person was like topping and the other person was like bottoming that would never be what it was in in my experience of sex um and then I went on TikTok in 2020 when it was all like popping off I went on to TikTok and all of these like things were like from the TikTok like lesbian community were coming up like masks firms tops bottoms all of this stuff and I was so confused because I was like initially I was like oh is it just like really young lesbians that identify with these terms like is it like baby gays that are like learning these terms from somewhere because I'd never heard of them before. And then now they seem to be a bit more like commonly used. What do you think? 
Yeah, I think everything you said is true. Like, I think that I really relate to what you said about sex. So I I think it was maybe, like, TikTok for me as well, actually. Or maybe it yeah. was YouTube, like, the end of 2019. Actually, yeah, it was. That's when I made the video. Um, so end of 2019, I think some people on YouTube were using, like, tops and bottoms and those words. And I was really confused because the only time I'd ever heard tops and bottoms used... And I'd been out, I'd had girlfriends, I'd dated, I'd slept with women. And I'd never heard top and bottom be used in the lesbian community, only in the gay male community. Like, yeah, my gay same. guy friends would... would firmly identify as tops and bottoms so I like totally knew what it meant yeah but when I saw it applied to gay women queer women I was super confused because the same as M I always had pretty much like a reciprocal sexual dynamic it wasn't like one of us was a strict top or bottom I ju- it just wasn't like that yeah. and like I know that people will say that tops and bottoms refer more to an energy but personally I find it damaging because I think that it restricts people, like, especially younger gays who are, like, finding their way. If you're, like, a baby gay and you watch a video like that and you're, like, oh, I have to be a top or a bottom, like, you're, like, oh, I guess I just have to, like, lie there if if I'm with somebody, if, like, I've decided I'm a bottom based on one sexual experience. Do you know what I mean? If you're constantly trying to be boxed into two categories and you have, like, your first sexual experience, you are the, in inverted commas, bottom. Yeah. You're, like, oh, I guess that's me then. It's just so stupid. That's not That's not how it should be. And I think it's, like, very linked to, like, how you look or how you Absolutely. present. So, like, generally people would think the mask is the top and the femme is the bottom. And I think that really is linked to, like, patriarchal standards in society. 100%. That, like, men are supposed to dominate and decide and make decisions and women are supposed to be more passive. And, and like, it's femininity like, yeah. is inherently submissive. I yeah. think it implies that, whether it means to or not. I think it implies that as well. But I think it's okay, like, to have those dynamics for yourself, to choose to be submissive. Yeah. If that's what, in your heart of hearts, you want to do, you want to have, like, a submissive sexual dynamic, that's, like, quite common in the kink community, right? There's subs and doms. But, like, in, say, the straight community, subs and doms aren't really things because they would probably naturally go more with the gender norms. And it's like we, in the lesbian community, have tried to recreate those gender norms, but... The best thing, when I went into the lesbian community, I was like, I love how equal it is and there's not this dynamic and, like, I don't have to be, like... Like, I don't have someone who's, like, you know, more dominant and I don't have someone who, like, gets all the attention because they're the man. Yeah, I really enjoyed... Yeah, I really, like, loved that initially when I became into came into the gay community and I was like, oh, it's, like, so nice because we're both women... We're both equal, like, sometimes they pay for the meal, sometimes I pay for the meal. We have, like, very equal sex where, like, we're both getting pleasure and we're both, like, enjoying it and we can, like, talk about it and all of that. And obviously, like, different personality traits come into that, but they're not, like, gendered personality traits. They're just, like, individual personality traits. Um, But then I found all this stuff on the internet and it was, like, quite... Yeah, I didn't love it, to be honest for myself no I agree tops and bottoms have like always really bothered me I've always felt it's always something that's really bothered me I actually like I talked about this in like a video I made literally back in 2019 where I was like I used l word as an example I said that the more the women who are considered tops or being the um sexually dominant or even just dominant emotionally in the relationship um they would associate them as the top yeah and the bottoms in like you know gay media will be the ones that were getting kind of more screwed over yeah and i know that sounds dumb but i kind of i took it deeper because i was like well if you think about it like tina 
loads of the reasons people hate Tina in the L word. I'm like making it deep now, but it is kind of true because people always be like, she's such a bottom, like all over social media. And the reason people hate Tina so much is because they find her boring and bland. And I have a completely different take on it. And I will save this for an L word video. But Bet for me is like super classic, emotionally abusive, like has a weird dominance complex that she absolutely holds over Tina. And she has to be in control. She has to be the dominant. She has to be the top in the, in both in the bedroom and in their life. Yeah. And so it's like, it actually then triples down from just sex to their whole life. And then Tina's reduced to this bottom in every aspect of her personality. When actually like, she's an interesting person. She has a cool job. She's very like hated based on like her partner's toxic dominant top identity. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I think I talked about that in the video and I was just like, it's very interesting to me that like, it can actually affect other aspects of your relationship, not just your sex life. Like I know that when I was with one of my exes, she was like the more, which I guess ties into mask and femme stuff, right? Like yeah. my first like really serious girlfriend, um, the first so the first girl I fell in love with, it was completely equal. We like did not, we were both, we dressed how we wanted, we did whatever we wanted. Yeah. And it was just not a thing. I never thought of myself as femme. I never thought of her as femme. I never thought of me as mask. Like we were just us. Yeah. And I loved it. And then with my second girlfriend she was a tomboy like she like identified as like a bit of a tomboy like she always said that she like saw herself more in like tomboy sort of representation stuff like that and so and I started to dress a lot more femme yeah um and I think a lot of that was because I I knew that to get the sort of person I was interested in which is a problematic thing that we can get into is like I I tend to go for people who are a bit more like androgynous or tom I hate the phrase tomboy but somebody who just like is a bit more masculine in their yeah. energy, I guess. And I, I mean energy, not necessarily presentation. But, like, I then was like, right, well, I have to dress super high femme all the time because otherwise that type of person is not going to be interested in me because I think I was starting to buy into that yeah. ideology of, like, okay, there has to be a more feminine and a more masculine. There has to be. I couldn't, like... Which is hilarious. I've just been in, I've just been in like, a relationship where we were both equal. I don't get it. Like, even just, like, with things like being protective and being more dominant. Like, yeah. I feel like this person was quite... Had, like, a complex about being dominant and being in control. Um, it, it didn't really trickle down into sex that much, but it, it definitely... The mask-femme dynamic yeah. definitely actually affected, like, our relationship. And people would obviously look at me and be like, oh, my God, such a bottom in that relationship. But... That would be the assumption, wouldn't it? It would be the assumption. And it, it bothers me, too, that, like, that links into abuse because, obviously, that relationship was quite emotionally abusive. And... Yeah. I don't like the fact that because I was quite submissive in many ways, both in my look and like in the relationship, that that, that bothers me that people make assumptions of people's whole personalities yeah. based on the fact they're like, you know, femme and submissive. And they're like, oh, they're such a bottom. They just assume instantly. And it's like, you don't even know the circumstances of that relationship. Like, yeah. you don't know if they're like being really emotionally abused and that's why their personality is being suppressed. Like, yeah. it's just a bit ridiculous. And I feel like when I came out of that, I was dressing so much like more androgynous again and just feeling a lot like more like me and actually my first ever girlfriend said to me on facetime quite recently um the last time we facetimed we were just chatting about like this topic actually um and I was like it's talking about how sometimes I feel like I have to hyper feminize myself even now I deal with that to go on dates with people who I feel won't find me attractive if I look like them because people don't want to date themselves right like do you know what I mean and then she said, yeah, I would never be able to see you with anybody that would force you into a mask or femme box ever. Like, she's like, that yeah. would never work because you, you do you. And, like, that's always been a quality that I've seen in you that, like, you, like, you'll randomly change your look up. You, you're not somebody that's going to fall into one of those boxes. So she always said, like, she was really surprised after our relationship that I went so hyper femme 
and yeah. identified as a femme lesbian too. I, I like made a video on femme lesbian struggles. I like just thought I was such a femme, which is hilarious because I never felt it inside. Yeah. And I hope that that somehow coherently made sense. But I just think it's interesting how unhealthy relationships too can actually tie into your sense of identity. Like yeah. there are plenty of masks I've seen on TikTok that are like, I only date femmes. They've got such a complex about it. It's like, I date femme girls. Mask for mask is weird. Femme for femme is weird. Like all, I've seen so much of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like people deciding for me that I'm femme because I have, I feel like it's a lot of it is based on like hair and makeup. Yeah, makeup and hair. Which doesn't feel fair to me, really, because it's like, you know, such a small part of somebody, like their hair and their makeup, like just because you want, like there's plenty of men with long hair, for example, that are fairly like masculine and people like to you know, experiment with their makeup, and it's like, I don't love it, I don't love being, like, labelled as femme all the time, especially because it's basically just that, and I can just wear, like, a mask femme outfit with, like, suit trousers and some random top, and then people still think I'm femme, like, super femme, because I'm wearing, I have really long hair, and, um, I have makeup on, and it's just like, it doesn't feel right, and I just don't like being overly gendered, when, like, growing up in this society, where, like, being a woman is related to, like, violence and related to submiss- submissiveness and not getting as far in life. Like, to be labelled as feminine by someone else all the time, it's just, it's not ideal, really. Um, I just think, if so, just let people exist in their own style. And, like, I... I still think I don't I don't know if you relate but like I know that I still sometimes struggle with like the internalized weird compulsory heterosexuality with this stuff yeah. like I I said to Em the other week like in in a conversation something like oh like like you're high femme or something made a comment and triggered. it was I felt so bad yeah like obviously like triggered um but also it's like you're literally like I don't actually view you that, do you know what I mean I don't actually view you that way but I even listen back to one yeah. of our old podcasts and you made a comment in one of our old podcasts being like, I guess, like, you actually said in, I think it was episode two or something, when we were telling our, like, favourite things about being gay, I think you said something like, oh, it's ironic, though, because we're femmes, so it's easier for us. Yeah. And I find that funny because it's like, we both have pretty similar views, I would say. Yeah. Like, when I said it to you, you were super uncomfortable. When I say it about myself, I'm even, like, uncomfortable. So then I'm like, why am I saying it? Because I'm yeah. getting caught up in this weird trap. I do it for other people as well. Literally, like, we're showing you TikToks from a year ago where I was like, don't make me be masculine or femme. And, like, yeah. then I'm doing it to you. I'm doing it to myself still. And I'm like, what? what's going on? Why can't I break out of that sometimes? Like, why I don't are we, know. like, different? Do you know what I mean? Like, we could all have, like... I feel like there's, like, associated, like, personality traits of, like, masks and femmes. And, like, you know, we have mas- mask... I hi what is quotation mark friends and femme friends and all sorts of friends and like why like in a way like those mask femmes are in a box those mask friends are in a box and those femme friends are in a box but why mm-hmm. are we not all just like people in the queer community yeah why aren't we all just people like in the straight community you wouldn't be like you wouldn't have a group of straight girlfriends and be like there's five femmes and then another femme and then she's a bit of a tomboy. You wouldn't yeah, do that. Like, yeah. no straight girl does that. So it's kind of weird that we do that. Like, if I close my eyes and think of the personality traits of, like, my mass friends and my femme friends, they all merge into what... Not like they're all the same, but, like... Super similar. There's not, like, outstanding personality traits for 
you know, the math ones or the femme ones. And I think all of that really is a lot of it is stereotypes. Yeah, and and like you said, kind of yeah. gender expression or like yeah. vi- visual presentation as well. Exactly. Not necessarily personality. Yeah. But um, also that gets unhealthy too because I have had mask friends come to me and express their frustration and Sierra said we could talk about this actually my friend Sierra's mask um presenting I don't think she like heavily identifies with the label mask but she has like she's labeled herself in passing as mask I don't know how she feels about it now but like she's dated people before where they've been weird about having femme friends and like for example and again I'm literally using labels now to like describe us which is so funny because I just look at Sierra and I see Sierra and she looks at me and just sees me like we don't see each other as this like mask femme duo I don't know yeah but we've both done that before where we've been like like we made a joke when she came to stay with me and I was like taking like two hours to do my makeup and she was like are you ready yet and then made a joke like femme femme struggles and we were joking about it and I didn't care I didn't yeah. find that triggering but like because I guess we were kind of like in relation to each other obviously yeah. I'm the femme one and she's yeah. the mask one but that's more in relation to each other it's not yeah. how we want to be perceived but I find it interesting that she tells me that she will fully date people and they're like, if they're, if she's friends with another lesbian who looks like her, they don't care at all. You know, she can be like best friends with them. But then if she's friends with a lesbian that looks slight, anywhere more feminine than her, partners can be weird about it. And I'm like, what the hell is that? That's literally like some straight, like some straight men get weird if their wives hang out with like guys. Yeah. The whole thing is just really toxic. And it's like, sorry. And then she made a comment that was true. Like, who's to say I wouldn't go off with my bloody mask friend? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, how unhealthy is that, that you're, like, assuming that you're dividing it even more, being, like, mask and femmes can't be friends now? And it's like, what? Cause I've it, heard that what? quite a lot. Yeah, I, that TikTok I sent you the other day, I sent yeah. Emma a TikTok, what, last night, being like, this is toxic, about yeah. that girl that was like, I wouldn't let my girlfriend have a femme best friend. She literally said that on TikTok as if it was a flex and was, like, laughing. But, like, why does it matter, like, how your gender expression of your friend... Yeah, it's like whether they have long hair, short hair, wear a dress, wear a bloody suit. Like, why does that matter? It doesn't mean you're going to shag them. No. I don't get it. And it's like, it's quite, yeah, it's a similar, isn't it? Where, like, men don't like their girlfriends having male friends kind of thing. But, like, you can't just box off a whole load of people you can't be friends with. It's like we're within a community as well. We've like got to have other queer friends to support each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting. And I think like maybe we should take this moment to also address that historically, I completely understand like the historical significance, which I have read up a lot on, of mask and femme identities was like, it was quite historically to do with the fact that like if a mask and a femme were seen out together, it was like... I guess more straight passing like a lot of the time that would happen just to keep them safe to like protect themselves um because like it was a really dangerous time to be gay so like obviously if you were you know mistaken for a straight couple it would be safer to be out but also a lot of people obviously feel like really strongly like they identify with mask and they feel like they've completely found themselves and they found that label within the gay community they've realized they're like women and they actually identify in that way and it was quite revolutionary back then as well to have somebody like wearing men's clothes and being you know like living outside the box yeah that's why i feel like self-identification is so wonderful and valid yeah but it's like the how we see someone and see a mask or see a femme and put them into a box i think is what's the problem so like i did see another tiktok of someone being like like, this stereotype of, like, 
mask lesbians being like straight men has to stop. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like a lot of them are like stereotyped to be, you know, maybe a bit more like toxic and like uphold the patriarchy and things like that. Um, and actually, in reality, any any visual gender presentation, I'm only saying visual because obviously some people are like she, her, but presents you yeah. for mass. That's why I'm saying that as well. But like any kind of presentation, you can have toxic masculinity. We can all have toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like there are femmes I know that have like, who actually ideas femmes. Like I'm not just labeling yeah. them. They literally ideas femmes and they like can make super toxically masculine comments. It's anyone can exhibit those behaviors. Yeah. Um, and we should probably be calling out more we should be calling out the behaviour, not the way they present. Like, the fact their mask doesn't really have anything to do with it. Although yeah. I will say, like, I do also think it addressing internalised misogyny within lesbians as a whole yeah. is important because there are a lot of lesbians that are abusive, yeah. are misogynistic yeah. towards other women, which is actually insane. Like, they have such internalised misogyny that they treat women like garbage. Yeah. And they and that's not, not... Fine, some of them may present masks. We shouldn't be being like... Mass lesbians need to stop doing this. We should just say some lesbians need to stop doing and this. And I don't think it is a mass thing because no, I, I, I don't either. I know a lot. You think of your oh, like yeah. exes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we think <laughs> exactly. So I don't even think it is a mass lesbian either. trait. I think I don't think it's a majority. I think we need to like address those cases individually. Individually, yeah. And not as a you know one person is like this and another person is like this because they're in a category because how they present. And I think, you know, the fun I thought of being in the queer community was being whoever the fuck you wanted to be, which in a way there is some of that in the queer community, but in another way there is, there is real, real, you know, division. Yeah, there's massive division. We haven't even got into like biphobia and how that comes into play transphobia how like the community is divided which i think we should talk about in a different episode like yeah, exactly. genuine division in the community but this does come into division too because yeah we're talking specifically about the lesbian like wlw yeah. community here but like the lesbian community is so divided on these labels isn't yeah. it it like actually causes problems in just the world of lesbians yeah exactly and i personally feel very in a box with the labels Mm-hmm. And I would like to not be labelled. If anyone's listening to this, yeah. I would not like to be labelled as a femme lesbian. I Very am, valid. Yeah, I am an individual floating around. I dressing agree. Who, however the fuck I want. And I don't want those clothes to be always thought of in a certain way or labelled in a certain way. I, want, I don't want to have to pick up my clothing item and think, oh, is this too femme? Or am I going to be considered, like, this femme bottom, like, everywhere yeah. I go? Yeah, and, um, yeah, like, I feel like that's, it just says a lot. Like, the, like even the other day when we were at yours and V was like, oh, oh no, Shah, you're, you're super androgynous in your energy. I felt, like, so good after that because, like, I'm constantly, like, I'm told by quite a lot of people, even just, like, at work by straight people, like, oh, my God, you don't look gay. You're so feminine, like, stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I never really feel good after that. And then when V was like, you've got such an androgynous energy, I felt really good. Even, like, I'll do it with... I'll catch myself doing it with other people. Like, we were talking about some of the people we knew earlier, and we were fully being like, oh, that person's a mask. Yeah. And I'm like, why are we doing that? We're still doing it. We do it, and it's so ingrained. So ingrained. And it's hard to get out of it when everyone on, on like, every bit of media we consume is doing it. In fact, that's actually something I love. Oh, my God, I absolutely love about the L word, Generation Q. 
even the original L word, they yeah. are not fixated on mask femme labelling at They're all. Not. They are not at all. Suddenly now it is like mask femme, mask femme like all the time. It's drummed into us on the daily. Yeah, and I think it's a massive problem for, like, it can be a problem for gay men as well. Like, this isn't mine to talk about, but, you know, I've spoken to a gay, gay male friend before and, you know, he said that, like... If you're labelled as a... If you're a bottom because you... Like, because you're physically doing that side of the sex, you're, like, bottoming, you, therefore, are... Like, you're supposed to act a certain way. So, like, what if you're, like, a very, like, masculine-presenting man and you want to act very, you know, like, hard and all that? (laughs) Like, what if you're, like, very masculine-presenting? You would be assumed to be the top. What if that isn't your chosen sexual position? That's so well, insane. That's not what you like, but you have to be because you're the top and the bottom is like the the smaller, the more feminine one in the relationship. I uh, just thought of something when you said that. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen Shameless? Uh, is a couple, a gay guy couple, yeah. who um, are literally like so not about gender presenting in a certain way and the really like, really like tough guy. We've been to jail a bunch of times. Like he's the bottom in their sex life. And he's really, like, unapologetic about that. And I love it. Like, their whole dynamic completely destructs gender roles of any kind and sexual roles of any kind. Sick. I absolutely love them. Mickey and Ian, my comfort couple. I love them so much. But, yeah, I just thought I'd use Shameless as an example yeah. for gay guys because it's fucking amazing. If you're a gay guy and you happen to want to listen to this lesbian podcast, you should watch Shameless because their scenes are so good and they're so romantic and they're so amazing. So we're going to read a couple of responses that we got from putting up an Instagram story about this topic before we wrap up this episode. So, Em, you can read them. Cool. So, someone put, I hate that people say mask femme lesbians, it's just hetero. That's kind of what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's agreed, agreed. It's just like, we're all fucking gay. That's why we like each other. We're all just queers. Queers. Um, someone said, I think it can be cute, but also acts as a distraction from bigger goals, e.g. abolition of the gender binary. So I think there's a lot of relation to the gender binary in this. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think, you know, personally, if you want to identify as that, it's good. So it can be cute, I guess. Can be. Yeah, I agree. Um, I guess, yeah, like, exactly. It does distract from bigger goals. I don't know if I would say abolition of the gender binary because some people identify really heavily with the binaries yeah. of gender, but I think, like, keeping it... F- abolishing the black and whiteness of the gender binary. Exactly. Just, like, keeping it for people who do identify heavily as, like, women. Yeah, exactly. Men. Yeah. I, but, yes, um, agree with pretty much all of that. So someone also agreed with us. Literally, I had no idea this was a thing until I saw a lot of younger people referring to it on TikTok. So I just Fucking think TikTok. we've been grannies living our lives, thinking we can get through life without people labelling us. We go on TikTok, and suddenly we're in a bloody another box. We're in a box in a box. We're in a box in a box in a box. It shows that the media we consume in the gay community actually impacts, and not just in the gay community, in every community, impacts the way you think. Yeah. It's mental. So... I had put, I personally hate them for me, wish people wouldn't decide my gender identity. Um, and someone replied, deeply agree with this too. The conclusion other other queers have jumped to about me just because sometimes wear dresses astound me. 
horrible pigeonholing. I love that. Yeah. That pigeonholing comment is exactly how you basically feel, how what you said the other day. And, and I love pigeons. True. And you love pigeons. Yeah, I, I agree. I do feel pigeonholed. I feel stuck, like yeah. trapped almost. I don't know. I feel trapped. And I think, yeah. And a lot of that is me trapping myself as well without people even necessarily saying anything to me. It's like me getting up and being like, you need to do this because you want to date this person. Like, you need to put this on. Like, like doing it to myself yeah. even. It's, it's weird. It's like, it goes quite deep, I think. Exactly. Um, yeah. I understand that they can help when people don't know where they fit in the community. So that's quite a positive yeah. thing about them. And I, yeah, very valid. Totally agree. Like, again, it's um, it's assuming that everybody has to fall into one or the other. Like, I think Em and I like, are saying is toxic, not necessarily yeah. being one or the other. It's more the assumption that we all have to choose yeah. and pick. Do you know what I mean? And like, be, a, be perceived as exactly. one. Exactly. But I don't know when this person put know where they fit into the community. Can we not all just be one community? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Actually, like, do, like do they need place? to fit into the community, or have we just created this concept that you have to be in a box in a community? But then I know that, like, you know, for like marginalized groups within the lesbian community like black lesbians yeah. often use the term stud and they feel super empowered by that and like oh, so, yeah. you know stem and stuff so it's kind of like well for them that could be like being part of their proud identity as a black gay woman so yeah thank you everybody for sharing and um if we've said anything you disagree with comment on our instagram again this is our opinion and perspective as as um like from our experiences in the lesbian community we totally understand for some it's super validating and i think we've found that point home i'm pretty sure we've been pretty good with saying yeah correct us if we're wrong but we've definitely said in this episode like if you do identify with one or the other that's great yeah i think that you shouldn't be assuming that everybody does and everybody wants to yeah um i saw a great comment to finish this off on tiktok that said i spent so many years worrying about this um and not enough years just forgetting about it and, and just kissing women and yeah. I was like, I love that. That's so true. Like, I'll never be mask enough to be mask and I'll never be femme enough to be femme. So fuck off. I'm just going to do whatever. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye.